Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And I'm the Night Owl. You're tuned in to Wrestle Talk. 657-383-1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews for professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lance. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It is that time once again. It is 8 o'clock. That means one thing and one thing only. It is time for the Wrestle Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee. And if you are listening to us live tonight, we appreciate that. If you're going to listen to us on the replay, we appreciate that. We appreciate any type of support that that you can give us, whether it's sharing the podcast or whatever it, it is, we appreciate you. And do we have a great show tonight? We got the high shot segment, the shooting shot segment, the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge, the fantasy wrestling segment, the snippets of truth, and then if that's not enough, we've got Greg DeMarco coming on at at eight thirty and then at nine thirty, ladies and gentlemen we got the man himself, Sid Vicious, is coming to the Wrestle Talk podcast tonight. It is going to be absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Let me go ahead and do what I always do and bring in a man that needs no introduction. You all should know him just by the sound of this drop.
Eddie Guerrero has passed away. Eddie was in the prime of his life, 38 years old, in the prime of his career. So tonight, we celebrate the life of Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero loved this business. He loved it. He had a passion for it like no one else. Eddie loved to perform more than anything else, whether he's booed or whether he was cheered. He loved to perform for all of you. Eddie's goal every night, Eddie's goal every night was to steal the show. So tonight, there's no doubt in anyone's mind that Eddie would want the show to go on, and so it shall. Tonight, as we pay tribute to the memory of Eddie Guerrero. At this time, I would ask you all to stand in silence as we toll the bell ten times, after which there will be a special video presentation. So if you would all please stand. Thank you. Miles away, I would keep. 
away. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us for that amazing tribute to the late, great Ed Guerrero. You know, we tend to do that a lot here when people pass away. Um, but when a couple of years go by, it's like we kind of forget about them a little bit. And we're not going to do that here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to keep the history of pro wrestling alive. We're going to highlight and do our best to help recognize what's going out in the present. And we may even be able to give you guys some insight into the future of professional wrestling. That's what the Wrestle Talk podcast is all about, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us for that. Jonesy, I know that's a tough way to start the show, but we got to do that, man. We got to cut out the time to give people their flowers, preferably before they're gone, when they're still here to smell them. But if we can't do that, then you bet your bottom dollar that we're going to do it for them long after they're gone, man. That is a commitment from the Wrestle Talk podcast to every single listener of the show because we love professional wrestling and we always will. We absolutely always will. Jonesy, any thoughts on that before we go ahead and get back to our regularly scheduled programming? Oh, man, you know, I I remember the night that they played that episode that, you know, the the tribute to to Eddie Guerrero. And even to this day, uh, you know, when when, when I had to, to look at the YouTube video, like I, 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 I was still, still tearing up. Like seeing all these superstars in there, like the Big Show balling like a baby, Chavo Guerrero, uh, you know, so many wrestlers, you know, that impacted that Eddie Guerrero impacted, you know, all getting to, together, you know, whether, whether they were faces or heels, and you know, it was just, you know, it, it still chokes, 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 chokes me up to to, to this day, and I mean. You know, you can't help but but think of, you know, what would Eddie Guerrero would be doing today if he was still alive? You know, like he would still be wrestling. I can promise you that, man. Well, there's 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 no doubt about it, man. When you live and you grow up in a family of luchadores, of professional wrestlers, I don't think you can walk away. It's not an easy thing to do. But you know, as difficult as it is, we're gonna go ahead and transition back. Um, to episode 272, but we felt like it was the right thing to do to pay homage to the late, great Eddie Guerrero. So, not that there's any easy way to do this, but we're going to ask everybody to respectfully remove their caps, place their hands over their hearts, as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth. And that's America, damn it! Earthlings, we have now taken over your radio. 
WWE. I am no longer employee. I refuse to work for races. I fucking quit. Fuck them. I hate that fucking company and everything they fucking stand for. All they did was ever hold our fucking people back. I do this shit for the culture. I don't need anyone's fucking permission to do what I want to do. Screw Jordan Miles. Don't ever call me by that slave name. Call me ACH and don't forget the super bitch. I quit. Fuck you. Damn. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. Jordan Miles, a.k.a. ACH, has decided to quit the WWE, and he announced it on a Twitter video. What are your thoughts, Renee? My thoughts? You want my thoughts? Yes. Story going on right now in the WWE 
Personally, my opinion, they need to stop. It's so boring. It's so disgusting. It's so terrible. I I, I don't believe any of it, and it's it's just – to me, it's bringing the ratings a little bit down during that segment. Well, here's what we know about that. And, man, the phone lines are absolutely out of control right now. So what we've heard is that this this deal between Lana and Rusev and Bobby Lashley is helping out WWE's YouTube channel quite a bit. I guess people are going back and watching clips. So there's definitely some intrigue. Here's what I can tell you. For me personally, I have decided to skip those segments because when I do get a chance to watch wrestling live, I try to do it with my kids. And that's not something that I want them to be watching. So are they losing viewership because of it? Most likely. Is there a sentence, is there a certain segment of the fans that loves stuff like this? You're damn right, because we all love this stuff back in the Attitude Era. I mean, how different is this from what happened between Matt Hardy, Edge, and Lita? And the craziest thing is, guys, because we all have selective memory when we're trying to make a point, right? We remember what is convenient for our point to come across, and we forget stuff that isn't. That was real. Edge slept with Lita while she was still dating Matt Hardy, and then they brought it on TV. But we love that stuff, and this stuff we hate. I think all of it is distasteful, and it's very difficult to make any of this stuff look like it makes sense. So, personally, I'm with you, Tank. I really don't like it, and to this point, I've been skipping over the, the majority of it because it, it, it's just nonsense, and it doesn't seem to be evolving. It's like they've been doing the same thing on TV for six weeks, dude. I'm over it. Any curiosity and intrigue I had initially, I'm done with it, Tank. I'm done. You know, at first, I was, I was you know, kind of, when they first started, it started happening, I was okay with it because I understand they were trying to bring Rusev to be a, a super baby face. I can understand that. But at the same time, I, like, weeks have drawn on, and, you know, it, it just keeps drawing and drawing on, and it's going nowhere. My fiance, literally, she and I were talking about it earlier, and she looked at me and she goes, I just wish they would stop with it. So, I mean, if, you know, my fiance, who not only watches it with me, but if she's getting boring with it, there has to be something bad with it. You know what I'm saying? I agree. And would you call your 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 uh, your soon to be wife, your future wife, would you call her like a casual wrestling fan? Because that's who I think the WWE is alienating, and the, the casual fan is who they count on the most. So when us marks jump over to AEW because we're sick of WWE shit, they still have a huge segment that is a casual fan that is just going to watch whatever they put on TV. But even then. If your son, seven, eight, nine years old, is sitting there watching this as a parent, aren't you going to come in and change the channel? Like, boy, what the hell is this? Especially some of the stuff no, you, with, like, the, um, the you know, like, the, the in-the-bedroom stuff. And it, it just – I don't like it, bro, but that's just personal taste. Jonesy, I want to get your thoughts on this before we let uh, uh, Tank get his final thoughts in. Yeah, um, you know, I, I, I just – I don't really have a uh, issue with it because it is it's an angle that's been done, you know, multiple times. Um I I I think that that it's it's, it's a angle to like try to make Bobby heel Bobby Lashley be a huge heel 
and Rusev be a, a huge face and you know, well a lot of people might not not like it, you know, it's it's still getting Rusev out there, it's getting Bobby Lashley out there, it's getting Lana out there and I'm I'm sure that probably at Survivor Series they're gonna have a match and then the whole angle is gonna be be be, be over, over with. The one that I hated myself was the, the angle with uh, Mike Kanellis and Maria. I hated that one more than I hated uh, <laughs> more than, than I hate this angle. I couldn't well, stand listen, that I, angle. She, yeah, cheap heat, exactly. And shout out to Scott checking us out on YouTube, man. Really, really love the fact that so many people are here today. Um, Listen, when we, listen, and I know people, Joe's got a perspective, I got a perspective. When we're in doubt, there's always one surefire way to know. It's like, you guys remember the Magic 8-Ball when we were kids? Like, you take the Magic 8-Ball and you ask a question, and you would shake it, and then, like, out of the little window, you would get an answer. So that's mama yep. time for us. So whenever we want to know if, if something is, is good or, or solid or shit, we always ask mama time. So let's go ahead and ask mama, mama time. Can you please tell us how you feel about the uh, Bobby Lashley Lana Rusev angle? I think it's shit. Oh. And there you have it. Okay, <laughs> uh, any final thoughts, bro? Uh, nothing really. I'm sitting here with my fiance watching NXT, so um, whenever y'all get the chance, go back and watch that Leo Rush match. It was beautiful to watch. No doubt. Shout out. People checking out NXT and listening to us live. Man, they'll get no better than that. Well, listen, we got quite a few uh, other topics that we want to hit on, and we got two callers that are going to come on in the next couple of minutes. Here's something that I wanted to bring to the table, Jonesy, because I took the time over the last couple of days to go back and watch AEW. And I'm not an AEW hater. Um, I I happen to enjoy quite a bit of what they do. So even though there are some things that I will fast forward through, like, you know, Riho beating Nyla Rose and trying to make the women's division seem credible. Some of the stuff is just flat-out silly, in my opinion. But then there are some pretty freaking awesome things going on over there, and I have to recognize Mm -hmm. them. One of those things, Jonesy, is the rock and roll freaking express. Like, you want (laughs) to talk about a renaissance of a career, okay? These guys are not only kicking ass and taking names at AEW, bro. They're also doing it at NWA Power, which, by the way, is now officially my new favorite promotion. Sorry, NXT. NWA Power is doing such a great job. But, man, even above them, dude, the resurgence of the Rock and Roll Express is one of the coolest things that I've seen in pro wrestling in a long time. I am super-duper happy about it. And it just goes to speak to how passionate people are about tag team wrestling because you know what, Jonesy, AEW has no shortage of amazing tag teams. I'm not even an SCU fan, and I loved, I loved the situation between Santana and Ortiz, the Lucha Bros, and SCU at full gear. That three-way tag team match for the championships, bro, was one of the best pieces of business that I've seen tag teams do in a long time. That match alone is worth going back and watching AEW full gear. I absolutely loved it. Jonesy, I know you want to jump in here, and we got a few more callers that want to get on as well. 
But I want to hear what everybody thinks yeah. about that. And then, and then, real quick, I want to hear what everybody thinks about the recent report that WWE altered the sound of one of their broadcasts when they were in Europe when Seth Rollins was on the microphone. Reports, and this is WrestlingInc.com, by the way, they're reporting that people in the stadium, when Seth Rollins called himself the best wrestler in the world, he got booed, and people were sharing video of it on social media, but then when you go back and watch it, I highly encourage you guys go back and watch it, it looks like they did, like, cutaways, and then, like, in, in, when he says it, the fans are standing up, and then they do the cutaway, and everyone's sitting down. So it's like they used old footage or something like that. I'm wondering, do you guys think that the WWE is capable or that would be willing to stoop so low than to change the reaction to fans in order to not show what they were really saying and doing when Seth Rollins was out there? Because, man, the dude's got a lot of heat, and it ain't good heat. By no means is it good heat. So those are the two things that I wanted to bring up as we continue to work our way through these callers, Jonesy. What do you think? Oh yeah, you know it, it's uh, uh, I I would not put it past the WWE, and you know they've done it before, where you know somebody will will come out where they want them to have more cheers than booze, and they will literally cut out some of the booze and add the uh, cheers. Yeah, a lot of it was was with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns would get completely booed. But yet, when you heard them, heard it live, they were, where everybody was was cheering and whatnot. So you know, it would not put it past me to uh, not put it past them to to do that. And <laughs> speaking of the Rock and Roll Express, I saw a video, and and I believe it it, it was from uh, Full Gear, uh, where uh, Ricky Morton literally does a flip over the the rope, and uh, he does like this, like like insane, like wrestling move, almost like a Canadian destroyer. And I'm like, this he dude is like in his sixties. He's in his sixties, <laughs> and I remember you telling me a story, and I'm gonna put my co-host Rick Rose on, my former co-host Rick Rose on blast right now because Rick Rose used to live in Kansas City, and you went to an event with him. <laughs> And Ricky Morton was there, and Rick Rose was literally chanting, chanting boring at, Rick, at Ricky Morton. And Ricky Morton looked at him and said, there's always one asshole in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> that is a true story, bro. This dude was going boring, boring. And then during the, uh, the rock and roll, rock and roll, Rick was chanting, you're too old, you're too old. And Ricky... Uh, in one of those moments, because, you know, like, when you're an older guy, you have to, like, you have to do a lot of stuff with the crowd and stuff to kind of, you know, buy yourself a little bit of time or whatever. Bro, he looked mm-hmm. right over at Rick. He looked right over at Rick, and he made eye contact with him. And Rick was – I was in the front row. Rick was in the second row right behind me. And he looked right past me, right at Rick. And he goes, there's always one piece of shit like you in the crowd. <laughs> and everyone on our side saw it and heard it, bro. It was freaking fantastic, uh. bro. And you know what? There's part of me that doesn't like when the wrestlers try to humiliate the fans for no reason or for over a Facebook post or something stupid. I don't like that. But, bro, Rick had it coming. 
coming, and did he ever get it from the multi-time NWA tag team champion current? Every, I mean, these guys are just on, on fire, bro, and I'm so happy for them. And, and to be honest with you, bro, I hope that we get to continue to see them for a long, long time because there's so many guys that are leaving us. I mean, we did a, a tribute to Eddie Guerrero a little bit earlier. We lost a ton of great talent uh, the last year, you know, and, and, you know, unfortunately we lost a lot of uh, um, a great talent this year as well. So, again, let's make sure that we elevate and lift up and give thanks to those while they're still here to enjoy the praise, guys. Let's not wait until these guys are gone to show them the love that they deserve. All that said, Josie, I believe we have a couple more callers before we get to Greg DeMarco. Let's make sure we keep an eye on those phone lines. I believe the next caller yes. on old is our old buddy, Dewan. I'm sure. He is. Dewan he is. Has and got I know exactly. about everything that's going on. I'm, I'm sure. I know exactly and I'm surprised. what he wants. What? What? What is going on? I know exactly, I know exactly what? what he wants to, to talk about. Go ahead, Dewan. Tell him what you want to talk about. Okay. Here's the deal. What's up, Night Owl? I'm not going to be too long because we're short on time. I appreciate what's, what's going on with ACH. I appreciate what's going on with everything in the world of wrestling. It's all good. But here's my thing. Circa 2014, around this time, uh, I want to say it was close to Thanksgiving, a certain podcast came out that involved CM Punk and Cole Cabana, and he explained his departure <laughs> from WWE, everything that happened. Okay, it was bad, it sucked, right. it was terrible, and he said he would never come back to the WWE at all or professional wrestling in general. But last night on WWE backstage, CM Punk made his return. Now, the deal is this. Whether he comes back as just a commentator or a analyst, I don't care. He's freaking back. And, I yeah, I'll admit, I am a CM Punk mark. The Summer of Punk, I had the shirts, I had the stuff, I had all that. Even you made fun of me, Night Owl. Like, I, like ah, I'm so excited right now. I'm sorry. That's the only <laughs> thing that's excited me about what's going on right now. CM Punk is back. He's in the WWE. I don't give a damn if he wrestles. He might wrestle. Who cares? He's back. Praise God. Whatever. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love you very much, Dewan, and we do have to let you go because we've got uh, Greg DeMarco in the batter's box, man, and he's ready to swing and hit a home run. Listen, let's just set the record straight here, Jonesy, before we go any further. CM Punk is not currently employed by the WWE, which is a ridiculous exactly. technicality. Thank you. It, it, okay, Thank but you. it's a ridiculous technicality. I can't wait to hear Greg's perspective on this. It's a ridiculous technicality because he works for Fox, but he's working for Fox on a show that is specifically geared to discuss the WWE. I mean, you want to talk about some bullshit right now. He may not work for them directly, but he is most definitely back under the WWE umbrella, and he is most definitely taking the bag home. He's getting that FS1 money. Do you understand Fox Sports has so much money that they were able to pull Skip Bayless away from ESPN. Do you have any idea how much money Fox has, bro? That's what made your precious CM Punk Dewan change his mind. The kids these days are calling it the bag. Back when I was growing up, we used to call it the Skrilla, all right? That's why he's back. And personally, I'm not so sure that he's going to be great on the microphone. People seem to think, 
great on the big screen with a microphone in their hand. He might have been great at cutting promos. But can you keep people engaged? Maybe. CM Punk may just be that guy. But don't play yourself. He definitely said he wasn't coming back to wrestling. He definitely said he was never going to work for WWE again. And as far as I'm concerned, even though technically he doesn't, Joe, his ass is totally back in professional wrestling, and he is definitely working for WWE. I don't care what the contract says, bro. It's all bullshit as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I cannot uh, agree more. Let's go ahead and get on uh, our next caller in in the real quick. Uh, whoa, 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 no, no, no. What do you no, got no, no, for wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're, we're going to, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're, we're going we're gonna to get to Hardcore Sis, but we are six minutes past uh, the 30-minute the mark. So, Hardcore Sis, we love you. You know, you're very loyal. You, you're, you're familiar to me, so to speak. But we do have to get to Greg DeMarco because we have to respect his time. He's a very, very busy man. So, ladies and gentlemen, intern Timmy, go ahead and start queuing up that music. We want to welcome into the show, for the very first time, a guy that has the same passion and fire for professional wrestling that myself, the Night Owl, and my partner, Nightmare Jones, have. So much so that he's gone out of his way to create thechairshot.com. And it's your destination for news, analysis, reviews, basically anything and everything concerning the world of professional uh, wrestling, these guys cover it. They're the home of over a thousand, uh, I'm sorry, over a dozen podcasts. They got awesome articles and opinion pieces, but my personal favorite is the Greg DeMarco Show. So again, guys, representing thechairshot.com, first time guest of the Wrestle Talk Podcast for episode 272, the one and the only Greg DeMarco. I appreciate that intro. First of all, that's, you know, you, you want a good guest, you put them in a good mood. That was a hell of an intro. So thank you for the invite. Thank you for the intro and, and just a chance to talk some wrestling with you guys for the next little bit. So I do appreciate it. Uh, absolutely. So uh, uh, Greg, I, I, I got to ask you, what is are, are your thoughts about, you know, CM Punk, uh, not necessarily coming back to the WWE, but he's in, he's working for Fox on the WWE backstage. No, he's back in WWE. Come on now. Like, this is. Exactly. If CM, he's back. Like, if CM Punk is on a WWE product, if you are a fan watching backstage, WWE backstage, and I'm not talking about a fan like we are, I'm talking about a fan who is just watching the product, who doesn't read the, the, the BS. I don't know if I can swear. So I'm going to say BS, um, you know, dirt sheets and whatever, and, and you just watch the product and enjoy the product. You see this as CM Punk back in the WWE. So to me, it's CM Punk back in the WWE, even if it's a Fox decision, even if he's getting that Fox money, like, like even Renee Young put it with her job. It's still Fox knows that what they're presenting is CM Punk back in WWE. And I'm fine with it. I'm here for it. A, I think he's going to be entertaining. And B, 
this isn't the ceiling for CM Punk's return. I do think he ends up back in the ring at some point. I'm not saying he's showing up on SmackDown on Friday, but I'm saying it's going to happen at some point unless he gets pissed off at somebody and this whole thing blows up. <laughs> if I was a betting man, I would bet that that's exactly what's going to happen, but that's just yeah. me. Joe, what else you got, bro? Oh, my goodness. You know, it's just – all right, so I guess that, that my uh, next question would be what what got you to uh, start your podcast? So myself and Patrick O'Dowd, who's one of my, my two best friends, uh, we started the Greg DeMarco Show back in May of 2011. I had been writing for 411 Mania, and, and it's, a, it's a true story, so I tell it even though it's not the best. Uh, two other writers there, the, the editor Larry and another writer Steve, had their own podcast, and I appeared on it. And basically, I, I was talking to Pat on the phone because we'd known each other for a good while at that point, and just said, if these guys can do it, so can we. And so we started up a blog talk radio account, <laughs> and we started the Greg DeMarco Show. And it wasn't even supposed to be called the Greg DeMarco Show. I, it was like a working title that we just didn't change. And we've tried to change it, and every time we try to change it, we, we, like, we had a great name we thought was perfect. Turns out somebody else had it, so we changed it back. I had changed it another point, and someone gave me the advice to change it back. So it's the Greg DeMarco Show. It really isn't just me. It's myself. It's Patrick O'Dowd. It's Miranda Morales. And we have a lot of fun. Um, we were recently nominated for an award, and we are actually nominated for Best Comedy Podcast, which surprised me. But I'll take it. Nice. We do <laughs> to entertain more than we seek to inform, even though I think we're really informative. But we just kind of dove in head first. Those first few shows are terrible, but now maybe we're just bad and not terrible, you know, nine years or eight years later. So we just dove in, and, and we've been doing it ever since. That is, is absolutely awesome. You know, it, it's almost like the same story with the Rest of Talk podcast. There was a guy that was doing the podcast, and I saw him doing it, and I said, you know what? I think that I could do 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 this. I, I know a lot about professional wrestling, so I started the Wrestling Talk podcast uh, by my my myself. And throughout the years, it's 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 evolved to to what it is is to today. And uh, you know, you you don't just have your own podcast, but you actually you are the the publisher of the uh, the uh, uh, Chair Shop uh, Professional Wrestling website, which. Is which has news, analysis, and reviews for professional wrestling sports, and home to over a dozen staff and sixteen podcasts. How do you get the time to 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 run a a a website that has sixteen podcasts on it? I can't even do one. <laughs> I don't even know. We're not. At- we're not at sixteen right now, but we have been in the past, and we paired it back a little bit. And you know how podcasts. I mean. As long as you've been doing it, as long as we've been doing it, we've seen a million podcasts come and go. And unfortunately, we've seen that on the website as well. But it's very much it, – it's a lot of hard work. I'm not going to lie. Like it's a lot of, you know, it, it kind of falls somewhere between a hobby and a job, right? So you dedicate a lot of time to it. You get It annoys your family sometimes. But I have myself, uh, Andrew Belaz, who is, is one of the, the, the main editors, the managing editor of the website. We do a lot of the back-end work with the publishing. PC Tunney produces some of the podcasts that we do as well, especially Pod is War, which is a fantastic podcast that you guys should listen to. Um, I produce three of them. 
but it really is just hard work that people are putting in out of a love for wrestling. And I created the chair shop because I had written for Form One One Mania. Uh, I, I had created different websites here and there, and the chair shop kind of the culmination of what I've learned over time, pretty much all self-taught. And, and and it just kind of brought, you know, eventually brought in people that I think are going to give a good perspective. I don't care if I agree with their perspective. I care that they can present their perspective and they can make a good argument. We're not a news site at all because I hate the news, but we'll comment and give our perspective on the news. But really it's all about, uh, for me, it's just all about helping people enjoy this thing more. Uh, wrestling fans are, are the most, like, self-hating group in the world. Like, I've never seen a more passionate <laughs> fan base hate what they're passionate about. And we're trying to fix that, and it's real hard. But it's, it's, it's a fight worth fighting. And, and so we hope that when people listen, it encourages them just to enjoy this thing a little bit more because it's supposed to be an escape. It's supposed to be fun, and that's what we're trying to make the chair shot out to be. Absolutely, and now I have one last question, and then I I will uh, kick it to my co-host Renee because I know he's been been chomping at at, at the a bit. Um, so recently, wrestling has just had a, a a insane boom. You know, you got WWE, you've got AEW, you've got Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and so. I guess that 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 but that, that that my question is what are your thoughts on so much 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 wrestling going on? Like you can literally watch wrestling every day of the week, and if you wanted to, you could go onto like uh, indiewrestling dot tv and watch independent wrestling every day of of the week. So, what are your thoughts about all of the wrestling shows that are going on now? It's so funny because it late twenty eighteen when it was just myself and Patrick on the Greg DeMarco show, we were talking about 2019 was coming and we all knew the rumors about AEW. Um, and, and at least that something was starting up and, and we were just like, man, 2019 is going to be insane. 2019 is going to be this crazy year. And it has far surpassed what any of us could have predicted. None of us knew that NXT was going to go on television. None of us knew that impact was actually going to turn it up. None of us knew that NWA power was going to be a thing. And and next thing you know, I mean, it's, it's we just have this thing on our show now. We just say, you know, 2019, man, like this is a year that we are going to remember for ages. This is like like 1997. This is the kind of year that we're in 1996. This is the kind of year that we're going to talk about for decades because the business changed. And it's very rare that we have an actual year where the business changed. You know, and when Eric Bischoff brought up the NWO, the business changed. And we're in it now, and it's just so hard. You talk about how, how, you know, you can watch so much wrestling. I can't. I don't have enough hours in the day. I got a job. <laughs> I got kids. I got, you know, responsibilities. I've been losing tons of weight and trying to get into shape, and that takes time. That shit doesn't happen while I'm sitting on the couch watching wrestling. Right. So it's, <laughs> it's hard, man. It's hard, but it's it's amazing. Like, I that's why I can't stand when people complain about wrestling because – there's stuff to watch. You know, lazy fans complain about wrestling because they just want the WWE to give them what they want when there's something else out there for you. My favorite show on all of television for wrestling is NXT. And that's just my opinion, and I love it, but I don't get mad if somebody else likes something else because there's a ton of stuff out there. So, yeah, it's, you know, 2019 is pretty much the most amazing year 
in in the past you know twenty some years that I can think of, and and it's what a great time to be doing what we're doing. I mean, they gave us stuff to talk about on a weekly basis, but this is just fantastic. Like we will remember this year for a long, long time, and we get to live it. And we're supremely lucky to get to live it and get to cover it and get to talk about it and, and really dive into it. And I think that comes with some responsibility too, but I love it. Wow, man. Absolutely. Great, great, insight. great insight. Renee, why don't you go ahead and step in here and whatever questions that you have, so. Well, I, I have quite a few, so uh, just bear with me, Greg, because I've been really eager to speak with you. Uh, the first thing that I wanted to get your thoughts on, because you are a guy uh, that makes, uh, you know, that, that makes a living, so to speak, uh, in giving your opinion about professional wrestling. And you said it earlier. We're not necessarily a news site. We just talk about the news and our opinions of it. We broke a, a, a little bit of news earlier today uh, during the show. There's an audio clip that was released by a current, or I should say now former, NXT superstar by the name of Jordan Miles. We're going to go ahead and play it one more time for the folks that haven't heard it, and in case you haven't, uh, Greg. We want to go ahead and play it and then get your immediate reaction to the recent statements of former NXT superstar Jordan Miles. It's loading, gang. Hang tight. As of today, I'd like to officially announce that I quit fucking WWE. I am no longer employee. I refuse to work for races. I fucking quit. Fuck them. I hate that fucking company and everything they fucking stand for. All they did was ever hold our fucking people back. I do this shit for the culture. I don't need anyone's fucking permission to do what I want to do. Screw Jordan Miles. Don't ever call me by that slave name. Call me ACH and don't forget the super bitch. I quit. Fuck you. Greg, your thoughts. <laughs> uh, first of all, I haven't heard that. I'm, I've been on a kind of a social media break. That was supposed to be for a day, and it's, I'm on day 13 now. Um, and, you know, and, and I don't make a living doing this. I have a normal job, so I don't get to keep up with it. I have not heard that, and I am blown away by listening to it because, I mean, look, you don't like WWE. That's fine, but, I mean, short-term, long-term, I don't know. Look, I'm a business person, and, the, and, and I'm a fan of the professional wrestling business. And if, if you know, whatever people want to believe about if he approved the shirt, if he didn't approve the shirt, he came out about Ring of Honor. He's playing the race card everywhere. And I'm not – I'm white. I can't tell somebody not to use that. Like, it's just not my place to do that. But from a professionalism standpoint, does he expect somebody to hire him with, with, with this type of statement? Because if his next job doesn't go well, What's the employer going to expect him to do? So from a professionalism standpoint, I don't know if he's accomplishing what he's really setting out to accomplish, but I'm sad that it ended this way because he is tremendously talented in the ring and, and he's a great performer. And I was excited when he signed and I was excited when he won the, the breakout tournament. Um, I'm sad that it ended this way and I'm sad that it went down the way it did. 
and and yeah, it just it just sucks, and, and I'm sorry to hear it. Um, I'm interested to see what's next for him, and interested to see where he goes with all of this. I hope he is the impetus for change, um, and I also hope he learns some stuff as well through this. I really think some good can come out of this. It's, it's created some great conversation. We covered it a couple of weeks ago on the Greg DeMarco show, and a really, you know, for a comedy podcast as as, as we apparently are, got real serious and, and really dug into the topic a little bit, and it was a lot of fun. And, and, and something that Patrick was really passionate about, so we covered it for a good portion of our program. I'm blown away by the comments, though. Like, I just, you know, I feel like there's different ways to do things, and I don't know that it's my place to tell Jordan Miles how to do, how to get his message out there. If he were to ask me for advice, I guess is the best way to put it. If he came to me and said, how should I do it? I would not have recommended that he go about it the way he went about it. But if it if it's the impetus for change, or if it at least gets people thinking, then I can't knock it, as surprised as I am by it. Well, that, that is a wonderful perspective and take on that. Wonderful! <laughs> I will say this to you, Greg, and I want to see what you think about me playing de- devil's advocate here. By the way, we do have a couple of callers that want to come on and ask their own questions, and we're going to get you guys on here in just a moment. A couple of weeks ago, Josie, you'll remember – I speculated that there was only a couple of reasons why this happened. One of those reasons was the crazy conspiracy theory that I had that ACH was hoping and looking to get fired, only to get into the good graces of the dark side. And I'm sitting here and I'm reading the comments that people are posting on both our YouTube and Facebook live streams, and somebody hit it right on the head. He would not have done that unless he already talked to somebody about his next gig. And then the following comment is AEW for sure. Do you see any validity to that conspiracy theory that I came up with, Greg, that maybe the former Jordan Mouse, ACH, as he's better known, did this so that he could get hired by AEW who loves WWE defectors? Do you think there's any possibility that that's the case? Maybe. Uh, I, I can't rule anything. It's wrestling. I don't. You can't rule anything out. Um, it's funny because for all the diversity AEW spouts, I mean, I got more diversity at the chair shot than AEW has on their roster. Like, they they they're not the diverse roster they claim to be. They got some significant diverse individuals, but but on the whole, they're not as diverse as they would want you to think they are. Um, I don't, I, I, I can't rule it out. I know trying to get fired is something that a lot of people think. I have a feeling he may not be happy with his booking. Um, I know he wasn't happy with his booking in Ring of Honor, and he came out against them as well. Um, I, I don't think that you're booked poorly just because you're black. I think, you know, some, they, they book white people poorly. Like, it's, it's not uh, that it happens they don't to book somebody. Yeah. <laughs> And it's a cycle. You can be successful in WWE if you understand the booking cycle. And it's a cycle. And I don't think he quite understood it. He won the tournament. He lost to Adam Cole. And he really did nothing after that. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't shock me if that was his goal all along. If it was his goal and he succeeded, he'll probably tell us at some point, given his, his vocal nature. And look, that that's for him. If he's doing this to get attention and he's doing this to catch on, it could work. And it could actually turn him into a big star. So if it's a strategy, it might pay off. I don't know. 
Um, but I can't rule out. I don't like my first inclination is I don't want to buy that, but I can't really rule it out. That's that's awesome. Well, thank you for playing into my uh, my my crazy uh, uh, conspiracy theory there because I said it to Joe, and the moment it happened, man, am I going to be patting myself on the back <laughs> because I was like, wait a minute, this smells like an inside job. You 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 implode only to uh, to elevate yourself to a different location, okay? So maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. Uh, what I do want to happen, though, is we have a caller uh, from the 310 that wants to jump on and talk a little bit wrestling. Greg, I know you're pretty well-versed with everything, so who knows? Maybe this caller wants to talk about NWA power. We'll see. We'll have to go ahead and roll with the punches because we are a live podcast right here on episode 272 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Tom, Welcome to the show, man. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, Greg. How's it going? Man, we're enjoying the hell out of this Wednesday, bro. How are you? (laughs) I am doing very well. I'm doing very well. I was actually um, uh, listening in, and I think a comment that Greg said just made me laugh a little bit when he said that wrestling fans, no one hates what they're a fan of more than us. And sometimes I try and fight against that, but then there'll be moments where it's like, you know, I'm sitting there with my wife and like, if you believe that the purpose of wrestling is to attempt to win like a championship belt, then there's nothing funnier than like sitting there. I guess there's, there's nothing that makes you question being a wrestling fan more than when you're sitting there. And the main event of raw is basically like Rusev and Bobby Lashley. And you're supposed to sit there and be like, all right, so this guy's a sex addict and he won't take Lana to the nice restaurants that he wants to go to. And Bobby Lashley is coming for that United States championship. <laughs> like, it's just, you sit there and you're like, uh, this is so embarrassing that I love this so much, but I do. <laughs> and I think, the be- I, think, I, think the, I think the best part about it is, is that wrestling fans, where we go wrong, is that we try to pretend like we're not going to continue to watch. And, like, here's all I ask. <laughs> they have my nine. They have my nine ninety nine. Like, I'm gonna watch their prod. Like, trust me. If I didn't want to watch a terrible wrestling product, I would have stopped watching the WWF like nine years ago. So they have my nine ninety nine. All I, all I want is just like a little bit of logical effort. That's all. Like, I feel like. I'm just asking for, like, the slightest bit of, like, please don't treat me like I'm a moron. Like, at least try and make what happened last month matter this month. Like, just that. It's, like, and then even though, like, even the thing that you think, like, oh, they won't possibly be stupid enough to screw this up again. It's, like, they follow up this WWE draft that they already messed up a year ago with another WWE draft and then immediately followed up with the Survivor Series pay-per-view where they, like, stick to their guns, and they're like, whatever, wild card, everybody. And, like, immediately after <laughs> you beat the bird split again, everybody's on every show, as if any of us would have canceled the network because they <laughs> gave us traditional Survivor Series matches as opposed to having to do these, like, interbrand matches that, like, are not built, end up hurting everybody involved, and, like, are completely pointless like i just i'm a fan i'm stuck in the fan 
there's not much I can do. Admittedly, podcasts where pe- where we all can sit here and laugh at how absurd it is make it a lot easier to be a fan. I actually don't think I if I weren't listening to a bunch of people make fun of what I watch. But <laughs> like, man, I just wish like they're such a good business. They make so much money. Like they're so good at like not giving their employees health insurance and figuring out how to wring every last dollar out of it. I just wish that they were like actually good at wrestling, <laughs> which they're so bad. <laughs> There's such a oh good technology. There's, there's, I'm just saying, they're, such, they're so good at branding. They're such a good technology platform. They're amazing on a global stage. They, they work with, they pretend at least to work with charities. And like, but they're so bad at hooking wrestling. I just wish they were a little better. That's it. Well, thank you uh, for those thoughts. And I'm going to let you come back on real quick, man, just so you can share your social media with us, man. And we appreciate you taking the time to call in. Uh, you seem like a very intelligent individual. I'm sure you're pretty busy. Uh, we'll just throw you back on real quick here. Go ahead and drop your social media for us, man. How can people follow you on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all that? Oh, man. Pictures of... Tom, you still there? Tom. My dog. I'm just calling into chat wrestling. All right, you got it. Well, I appreciate it. A uh, little choppy connection there when we try to bring him back on. And allow me to summarize quickly everything Tom said over the last couple of minutes. Never drew a dime. Not a dime. Not a dime. <laughs> <laughs> Those are basically his thoughts. Greg, you probably hear stuff like this all the time over at thechairshot.com. For fans that are disgruntled, but they they're good at laughing at, at you know at themselves, which we really really love that about Tom. Uh, that was an absolutely fantastic call, man. Uh, Want to piggyback on any of that and, and comment possibly? You know it's funny because when when Bruce Pritchard came out with his podcast and Eric Bischoff came out with his podcast, I said I wasn't going to listen to him, I wasn't going to buy in, and now I listen to every and I've listened to every single episode since that. Like I, I bought in completely, and Bruce Pritchard loves to use the phrase. You're trying to apply logic to an illogical situation. And it's wrestling is like nothing else. And, and what Tom is talking about and what a lot of fans get into is what Patrick O'Dowd a couple years ago, actually during an interview with Mike Bennett, the current Mike Canellis, termed the playlist mentality. And that's when you watch wrestling and what they're showing just isn't on your playlist. And we call each other out on it all the time. Um, everyone wants to be the booker. Everybody wants to, to – they watch the show and – it's kind of like you watch a football game and you're like telling saying what plays you would have called. It, it, it's very similar to that. You want to call the plays, but you know, like you said, never drew a dime. Um, th- they're a business. <laughs> they're in the business of making money. They're not in the business of putting on wrestling. Vince McMahon said in the '80s, "We don't do wrestling. We make movies. They make TV shows. That's the weekly content. They make movies. That's the pay-per-views. It's 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 basically it's like watching a football game." and being pissed off because it's not baseball. That's what I feel like it's, it's like when people watch <laughs> WWE. But like Tom said, they keep watching. Tom keeps watching when New Japan is probably giving him exactly what he's complaining about because half the complaints he said about WWE, you can apply to AEW. But we're not allowed to do that because AEW, we love AEW. So we can't talk bad about AEW or, you know, the, 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 the guns come out blazing. But based on what Tom is saying, <laughs> NXT or New Japan are the perfect shows for Tom to watch. 
Um, and maybe he shouldn't watch Raw or SmackDown. But he, like us, like me, and like so many others, is probably addicted to it. And and that's why we can't get away from it. Um, there are plenty of people that smoke or don't want to smoke, but they smoke. And there's plenty of people that probably don't want to watch Raw and SmackDown, but they do. It's an addiction. It's hard to quit. And, and that's why people are where they are. So, yeah, it's just it's just tough being a wrestling fan and doing something for me. 35 years of my life that I've done this. So it's, it ain't easy. It, it ain't easy. That's for sure. And I feel his pain. I think we could help him enjoy the product more, but it's hard to shift people's focus. And it's, it's sometimes it's a losing battle. Well, that, that's awesome. And I, I want to throw it over to Joe uh, before we get into the shoot and shout segment tonight, but I did have uh, one last question for you. Uh, there seems to be, kind of like a resurgence of the past happening. Uh, we're going to be talking to Sid Vicious uh, here in about 25 minutes. We're very, very excited to have the opportunity to talk to him. And, and I'll be honest, Greg, I was warned, like, hey, look, he's just high probability he won't be able to make it. He's got a reputation or whatever. But I'm just so – I'm, I'm so enthralled with the possibility of being able to talk to him um, that I'm willing to take that risk. And when I think yeah. about that risk, I think immediately about the NWA and NWA power. They took a huge risk by bringing back studio wrestling, something that had not been seen for a very long time, at least not on this level. You can answer this in one word or you can elaborate, but knowing you, you're probably going to want to elaborate because you talk. (laughs) I can't do anything in one word. (laughs) What do you think about what the NWA is doing and how do you like the NWA Power presentation? Do you think they're living up to the name, or do you think maybe they're falling a little short? No, I think they're living up to the name. I mean, what's the NWA name right now? Dave Lagana said it best. We bought a belt and a logo. Like, that's – they have to rebuild the name. They, they don't even – I don't think own the old footage. So, here's the thing about NWA Power and why I think it works and where I think it fits. NWA Power for me – is the modern-day Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground was a niche show that was in its own version of a quote-unquote studio. It had the temple. It had its own characters that people were watching. I don't think people are watching Nick Aldis, NWA World Heavyweight Champion. I think we're watching Nick Aldis play the character of the 1985 NWA World Heavyweight Champion. To me, NWA Power is just as much of a TV show as Raw or SmackDown. They're just presenting it in a way that we don't want to call it a TV show because it feels like wrestling. But it's still a theme. It's still, uh, it's still presented in a certain way. And I really do feel like this is just a different kind of production, and I think it's been the replacement for Lucha Underground in a lot of people's hearts. WWE couldn't do what Lucha Underground doesn't get away with it. If WWE killed off characters and had them come back from the dead, except for The Undertaker, of course, they would get killed for it. They would get destroyed. <laughs> If WWE had studio wrestling with stupid jobbers and an Austin Idol commercial, everyone would hate it. But we love it because it's NWA power, just like we loved it because it's Lucha Underground. So I think it hits a certain point. Nostalgia is cool, not just in wrestling. Nostalgia is cool everywhere. People love nostalgia. And, and, and my, my daughter's 11, and she you know, wears a headband and has stickers all over her, her thermo flask, and she's a Visco girl, and she has scrunchies. My wife had scratches 20 years ago. Like, it's just everything that's old is new again, and that's what NWA Power is benefiting from. 
And I think they do a great job with it. But I do believe, whether they want to admit it or not, people are watching a TV show about wrestling, not really watching wrestling when they watch NWA Power. Well, that, that's awesome. And, and my last follow-up question before I throw it back to Joe is this. How do you think they're doing with incorporating some of the newer guys that, that don't necessarily remind us of what we saw in the late 70s and early 80s? And when I say that, I'm talking about guys like Homicide and Eddie Kingston. Do you think they're doing a good job of blending the two? I think they are. Homicide and Kingston don't really fit that product for me. But I look at a guy like Ricky Starks, who made his debut on week two. I got I put on a show in 2016, and Ricky Starks was in the main event. And I remember a guy who was helping me was like, who the hell is this guy? He sent me a message after, you know, that episode of NWA Power. He was like, that's the guy. Like, he's on TV. And, and so <laughs> they've, they've done a really good job of bringing in talent that maybe people don't know, talent that deserves an opportunity. It's a really good mix. You've got a guy like James Storm, who is a tremendous talent, who, who deserves a bigger spotlight. You've got young talent like Ricky Starks that I talked about. Sienna, who's one of the most underrated women's wrestlers in the world. Allison Kay. Um, just, just so many, many good things that they're doing to go along with it. So, yeah, to me, I think they've got a pretty good mix going on, and I think it's, it's been enjoyable. Miranda Morales, one of my co-hosts, actually went to the very first taping. She happened to be in Georgia for a wedding and, and went to that first Monday night taping and had a blast and, and talked very highly of it. It's, but we don't, people aren't going to complain about NWA power like they would complain about WWE, even if they have dumb jobbers and, and, and you know, some things that don't click because they're watching it and allowing themselves to have fun. And we don't watch WWE and allow ourselves to have fun. We sit down in front of NWA Power and expect to have fun. We sit down in front of WWE and expect to hate it, and both things come true. And it's not because of the product on the television. It's because of our mindset when we sit down. Wow. I couldn't have put it any better myself, Greg, and I appreciate that, uh, uh, that insight. In that explanation, because I think you're absolutely right. We're going to get out of it what we expect to get out of it. And unless we're willing to change our mind, then we're always going to continue to get that result. Joe, why don't you go ahead uh, and jump in with your last question, and then we'll close it out with tonight's edition of the Shoot and Shout segment. All right. So my last question is, you've been a wrestling fan for many, many years. Um how do you think the wrestling has changed throughout the years? I think wrestling has changed throughout the years, just like the world has changed throughout the years. We are a digital society now. And we were a digital society when I started watching, you know, for several months before WrestleMania one, we were a, a society where you didn't get to see every single college football game or every single NFL game. It, things were special. We didn't have YouTube. We didn't have, you know, a thousand channels on, on cable. I don't even have cable. I have YouTube TV and I have, you know, Disney Plus that I signed up for yesterday. And, and all these yes. different things that, 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 you know, the availability of content and the, and the ability for us to create content. We couldn't have done this 35 years ago. We didn't have the medium. We didn't have anything. And for people to complain that wrestling should be like it was 35 years ago, is, is people that don't understand how the world works and how business works. Wrestling would be dead if it was how it was 35 years ago because it's like Triple H said with, with, when NXT was coming through. You evolve or you perish, and that's what wrestling has had to do, and, and that's what WWE has had to do, and they've done it better than anybody. 
That's why they're on top of the mountain. And, and so, yeah, it's changed because it's because, but it's just changed the way the times have changed. And Vince McMahon wanted to have a WWE network in 1988. He wanted to have a 24 seven channel along with some way to deliver on demand content. It took him until 2014 to do it, but he did it. And, And so they've always been ahead of the times and behind the times all at the same time. But wrestling, the biggest ways that wrestling has changed is just by following how the world has changed. Absolutely. Great question, well, that was my, answer, right? Exactly, exactly. What a great answer. So that was my, my my last question. Now we are going to transition to our shoot and shout segment. This segment is a segment where you get your opportunity to tell us and everybody else what is is pissing Greg DeMarco off. What makes Greg DeMarco mad? It could be about wrestling, it could be about you know, the the ale and, and the bag of, of, of potato chips. So, Greg, are, are you down to, to do this segment with this show? Yeah, I got a few minutes. I got a few more minutes than I can spare. So, yeah, I'll do it. Awesome. Uh, and so, Timmy, hit that, that, yeah, that uh, music real quick. All right, Renee, who's going first tonight? Well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and go first, and I'm going to piss off every single person that's tuning in to the WrestleTalk podcast because I've come to a conclusion, ladies and gentlemen, and, you know, I'm not one that complains a whole lot, especially about a sport that I love. But one thing that irritates me is, especially as a manager, as an operations manager at my regular place of employment, is lack of preparation and professionalism. It gets under my skin, Greg and Joe, and let me tell you something, I'm seeing a lot of it. And it's irritating me, and I'm getting ready to call some people out. So strap in, boys. Because recently, we've seen the return of two legendary commentators. That's right, I'm talking about some legendary commentators. Jerry the King Lawler, and yeah, that's right, good old JR. I am very upset and disappointed at both of those guys. You know why? Because they're already in a class of their own, the very best of the best of what they do. And you know what pisses me off, guys? That they're riding on their laurels. It could not be more evident to me. That, AR, that JR and Jerry the King Lawler refused to take the time to even learn the names of the wrestlers that they're supposed to be calling matches for. Over and over again, I hear JR mess up Pac's name and call him Pac. And then he calls him Pac. And then he calls him Pac. And then in the middle of a highly touted women's championship match, he completely blanks on the champion's name. Oh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, this is a pay-per-view that you paid $59.99 for. Oh, not only that, Greg and Joe, I listened to Jerry the King Lawler bumble and fumble and stumble like the Oakland Raiders 
and the Washington Redskins trying hey. to say the name and trying to say the name Humberto Carrillo. You know he called him a jumping bean? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> just go ahead and hit Hulu and go back and watch last week's SmackDown. Or Raw. Whichever. I'm confused. Greg's right. The people switch around too much. It's hard to even know who's on what roster. Why would you do that, Jerry the King Lawler? I'm pissed off. You got me mad. I'm sick and tired of it. And if you want me to continue to consider you as a legend, please, at the very least, learn the names of the guys that you're paid to put over. Jeez freaking Louise. I am so tired of people riding on their names because they're already legends that they refuse to be professional and be prepared. I'm very upset. Somebody please take the microphone away from me because I'm going to keep going and it's going to cause some sort of problem. Who's next? Greg, do you want to go next, though? That's a tough act to follow, but, you know, um, I'm going to have to stick with the gimmick here because it's very easy. And 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 Tom kind of opened the door a little bit too earlier, and and we've been talking about it for a while. But you know, and I hate to do this because I know we thrive off of them. But why are wrestling fans wrestling fans? Like, stop hating the product you're supposed to love. Like, I'm to look. I'm gonna go even further. You're not entitled to your opinion all the time, and let me let me expand <laughs> on why I say that. You're entitled to have an educated opinion, but people just throw stuff out there for their opinion. And sometimes you just want to ask them, are you listening to the words that are coming out of your own mouth? Because this whole everyone's (laughs) entitled to their own opinion, guess what? So am I. And my opinion is that you're a dumbass for having the opinion that you have. And the problem that I have with that is just there's so much good stuff out there. And people waste so much of their mental energy complaining and, and, and just bitching and moaning. And, look, I get it. It's their right. They can do what they want with their time. But I know you can love wrestling if you let yourself love wrestling. I know you can love – you're going to hate this – sports entertainment if you let yourself <laughs> love sports entertainment. Being happy with wrestling and sports entertainment is a choice. It is not WWE's fault if you hate it. It is your fault if you hate it because Raw is three hours long. There is no product out there that you will watch for three hours that you will love 100% of it or you will hate 100% of it. And some of these opinions that I see out there are straight up groupthink BS. Sit down with the goal of enjoying the product and you will. That is my promise to you. Just someone take me up on it. And tr- I've had people be like, oh, I tried to watch it, Greg, and I hated it. No, you didn't try to watch it. You sat down and you sat down to prove Greg DeMarco wrong. Congratulations. You proved me wrong. That's going to get you nothing. So just, I just want people to like this because I, if I can still love it, they can still love it. And I went through times where I was a bad fan, and I came out the other end. But, man. 2019. It's it's a great year. Just enjoy this stuff while you can. <laughs> you know what I love about that, Joe? I know you still got to go. I love hearing great Greg DeMarco 
bitch about the fans bitching. That is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> oh, I love this segment so much. All right, Josie, close this out strong, baby. What do you got? Oh, my goodness. What do I have? Okay, so, you know, in, in independent wrestling, you have some uh, wrestlers, some people that, that are in the business that probably should not be in the business. And there's a gentleman, not going to mention any names, but he's a uh, a referee, we, we, we could say. And he recently got a concussion. And he got a concussion because, number one, he took a choke slam completely wrong and his head bounced off of, of the mat and he got a concussion. But it finds out that this gentleman has never been trained as a referee. So he just wanted to work shows and not train as a referee. So when the promotion found out that he wasn't trained, he was let go from that promotion, which I totally un un understand. Why is it that he's talking to a, a promoter of another promotion in the area, and he's going to be working shows for that promotion? That he's not even <laughs> a trained referee. He doesn't want to take the time to train as a referee. He just wants to work shows. That's literally what he, what he said, that, that he wants to work shows and train at the same time, but he doesn't want to train. It's mind-boggling. <laughs> Fucking bullshit! <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen... Promotions hire people that aren't trained. Oh, boy. All right, uh, Josie, enough of that, enough of that. Listen, guys, that was an incredible interview with Greg DeMarco in an awesome segment, uh, which is known as the Shoot and Shout segment. It is now time, though, to go to break, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to come right back in two minutes and 30 seconds with the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the FWWC. Intern Timmy, hit the music.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wrestle Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee. This is episode 271, and let me tell you something. So far, it's been absolutely on fire. That's right. Wrestle Talk Podcast, we've already had the opportunity to talk to several callers. Early on, we started with the high spot segment, got a chance to talk to our boy Tank, got a chance to talk to our homeboy Dewan. And then, of course, our first first featured guest of the evening, Greg DeMarco, with some great insight, a guy that's a, uh, a recognized uh, podcaster. They recently won an award for the Funniest Pro Wrestling Podcast, and you know what? They very much deserve it. Again, that's the Greg DeMarco Show on all podcasting platforms. Guys, at this point in the show, we're going to transition into the FWWC segment. That's the world premier fantasy wrestling promotion where superstars compete in weekly challenges, making picks against each other during live television broadcasts of professional wrestling, just like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and AEW. These superstars have their own personalities, their own characters, and they make picks against each other. And whoever picks the most matches right that night, they win a match. If it's a championship match, you get a belt. If you win a belt, we ship it to you. If you lose, you send it out to somebody else. It's a great platform for anybody who loves professional wrestling and you want to get more engaged than just watching it on TV. It's the way that fantasy football changed the way we watch football. Because you can be in fantasy football and be invested into a game that your team's not even playing in. That's what the FWWC does, but only in the world of professional wrestling. More information on the FWWC over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash fantasy wrestling. That's WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash fantasy wrestling. We got a lot of people on hold, some people I can see, and some people I can't. So, intern Timmy, please go ahead and get us an update on who is on hold. For now, though, we're going to go on and talk to a lady who was cut a little short earlier on because she had some heat that she wanted to bring about her favorite local promotion. She's also the FWWC Blue Brand Women's Champion. So we're going to give her an opportunity to talk about both of those things as we welcome into the show once again La Familia's very own Hardcore Sis. Hello there, Night Owl. How are you tonight? Sis, you're live. How you doing? Good to have you. Hey, I'm good. I'm good. And, you know, speaking firstly on the local stuff here, you know, you're always talking on on podcasts here about supporting the independent wrestling. Well, it just so happens that here, now I personally am from Virginia, but you know, myself and Hardcore Haas, we like to check out all the independent wrestling that happens over in West Virginia a lot. And this Saturday night, Ace Austin from Impact Wrestling, the X Division champion, is going to be in Berkeley Springs, West Virginia, taking on one of my favorite of the local independent wrestlers, a guy by the name of Shane Malice. And Shane Malice is putting his WDWA title up against Ace Austin's X-Division Impact title. And those two are going to get it on Saturday night. 
And if Shane Malice wins, Shane Malice gets a ticket to Impact Wrestling. So this is going to be a big, big match for Shane Malice. And as a big, huge Shane Malice fan, let me tell you, this is a huge, huge match for the career of Shane Malice. So anyone in the West Virginia area, if you have never checked out Shane Malice, you need to come out to Berkeley Springs and WDWA Wrestling and check out Shane Malice and Ace Austin. I mean, he's an impact wrestler. How could you not have a good time? Well, you know what, our course is, I'll tell you what, everybody that's watching the Wrestle Talk podcast today needs to make it a point to do the research and find out how you can support your local independent promotion. Me here in Kansas City, I've got a lot of choices. I've got WWX, PCW, XWE, Journey Pro, KCXW. There's even a new one popping up here in Kansas City called Royal Alliance, and then there's Gladius uh, that's kind of all over the Midwest. So no matter what city you're in, ladies and gentlemen, or what part of the planet you're on, make sure you seek out and support your local independent uh, independent professional wrestling promotion. All that said, Harcourses, I know you had a little bit more fire that you wanted to spew. This time, it's in regards to some FWWC business. So why don't you go ahead and lay it out for us? Well, you know, I I am, you know, as you spoke of, I am your FWWC women's champion. And, you know, this week I I was a little disappointed and, and a little insulted by our blue brand general manager. You know, he set our team for the Survivor Series, and he put our FHC champion on that on that team. He even put our Legends champion on that team, but he overlooked his women's champion. And the thing is, is that the female he put on the team, he's like, well, she's had some big matches and she's done some big things, but when she went for the women's title and her place on the blue team, hardcore sis beat her. And she did not get to come to the blue team until the next pick Yet, he overlooked hardcore sis. And he snubbed a few other members of La Familia and other members of the blue team. He didn't even ask any other members of the blue team who was interested. He just picked and chose the members he wanted. And when other members spoke up and said, hey, what about me or what about us? He basically told us it's his team and he makes his decisions and for the rest of us to just deal with it. So her course has kind of taken that a little to heart. You know, I just got to say, you know, You're not in this on your own, Mr. Black. We are a team. You're either going to win this as a team or you're going to lose this as a team. And if you alienate your team, that nice little four-point cushion you have could dwindle because your team won't support you. And when you have five members of La Familia going against three members on the red team of La Familia, you might want to remember that old adage to fight fire with fire 
and all spare in love and war. So don't alienate those who might be able to help you win this battle the most. I mean, at least that's my thought on it. Maybe I'm overreacting. Well, sis, I can only say this. Curtis Black has done a marvelous job of turning Blue Brand around and uh, even capturing and taking a lead in the FWC brand battle that is now in its uh, final phases. Um, That said, you never know what can come back and bite you in the butt. And if I know one thing about Hardcore Sis, is she's got a heck of a memory. And this is a, this is something she definitely will not forget. And who knows, maybe it's retaliation for that week that you were general manager, Hardcore Sis. Maybe he didn't want to include you because that still stings him a little bit. But the bottom line is this. You are the women's champion, and one way or another – you're going to play a vital role in whether or not Blue Brand is able to retain the lead that they have over Red Brand in the brand battle. So thank you for your hard work. I personally enjoy you, except when you come on and try to confiscate the show, you and that Nightmare Jones. I'm surprised he hasn't called in tonight. But I do appreciate your thoughts and uh, wish wish you all the best moving forward. You know, speaking of Nightmare Jones, you know, where is Nightmare my old buddy nightmare. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and uh, put you on hold because that that's twice that you said that name, and if you say it three times in a row, he appears, and we're trying to avoid that. So thank you, Hardcore Sis, for being here. Very, very much appreciated. And again, I want to remind everybody that the FWWC, the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, is open right now. And anybody who wants to try out and join us, all you got to do is go over to WrestleTalkPodcast.com and hit the Fantasy Wrestling tab for more information. There's a link at the bottom that takes you right to our Facebook page, which is where most of our activity happens. And uh, if you've always wanted to be a pro wrestler but you're limited and can't actually go train and be one, don't do what Nightmare Jones said, that referee that's trying to referee without learning how to referee. You can actually be a referee in the FWC and you don't need training because it's all fantasy. It's all role play. You're typing stuff in, cutting promos, making picks and challenges. So if that's how you want to operate, come to the FWWC. There's no chance anybody really gets hurt. FWWC, the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter. Again, guys, over at the WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Now, I would be remiss if we didn't bring on a red brand member because we just talked to a blue brand member in Hardcore Sis. And even though I'm a little reluctant to do this, we're going to go ahead and bring this man on because he's been in a foul mood. And quite honestly, I'm dying to hear what he has to say after recently losing the FWWC Red Brand Hybrid Television Championship, Voorhees. Night Owl is the one, the only uh, yeah. Oh, damn it. Damn it, damn it. No, no, this can't be happening. No, she's, you know, damn it. Oh. 
in once again. Los Familia's very own Nightmare Jones. Why do you have to call in and interrupt people, Nightmare Jones? Why can't you just let Voorhees come in and breathe heavy and mess with the lights and then just leave? Why do you have to make this a more difficult process for me? Because nobody cares about Voorhees. I'm here to make this segment relevant again. Nobody cares about Voorhees. You can only even hear what the man has to say. Because there's a nasty echo when people do that. 
So, without further ado, folks, let's welcome in one of the newest members to the Red Brand roster, repping Columbus Park on the north side of KC, Big T, the Paisan. Good night, Al. How's it going tonight, brother? Doing good, man. There's a lot of shenanigans going on. Hardcore sis is going off. We heard from Voorhees. We heard from Nightmare Jones. The question is, what's on Big T? What's on Big T's mind right now? Well, what's on Big T's mind is that European championship. That's what's on Big T's mind. Because you know what? I went down to the dog, Marcus Cunningham, whatever they want to call him. I'm renaming that title the Italian Championship. It might be called the Columbus Park Championship. You never know. But that's what's on Big T's mind. So, and I do like the idea of the Italian Championship. I don't know if I really like the idea of the Columbus Park Championship, just because it is the European title. So we would definitely want to keep it in Europe if we can. But i got to ask you this question, Big T, before we get uh, to our blue brand heavyweight champion, Tank Westbrook. How does it make you feel to know that your own very your very own general manager put himself in position to even capture a championship? Wouldn't you rather have a general manager that just makes things happen for the superstars that actually compete week in, week out? You know, I, I'd agree up to an extent. You know, Marcus Mayhem's always been a swiney little dog. He does what's best for him. You see, he keeps avoiding big teams. He keeps putting our championship match back. But he can't run no more. Okay, well, that that's good to hear. And, and my last question for you, Big T, is this. Do you think that your pursuit of the, um, of the European Championship here in the FWC will hurt your overall mission, which seems to be wanting to be recruited by La Familia Worldwide? No, La Familia chooses the best, the best in the world. And the best in the world right now is Big T. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the man hailing from Columbus Park, Big T the Paisan, on the prowl for the European Championship. And uh, I will reiterate once again that we're just anxiously and respectfully waiting the call of Sid Vicious. Um, Not sure what's going on. We've made all the right connections and, uh, you know, passed along all the correct information. So hopefully everything is okay. Um, But I'll tell you guys what, um, I'm excited for when that moment finally comes because Sid is somebody that I'm very, very much looking forward to asking some questions. Uh, He and his representation reached out to the WrestleTalk podcast, not the other way around, because there's some things that are being said about Psycho Sid, particularly by Bruce Pritchard that he wants to clear the air about, okay? So we said, hey, why would we stand in the way of an absolute legend coming on our platform, our very humble blue-collar platform, and telling us and telling the world how he feels? So the door is always wide open, and uh, hopefully it's just a matter of moments before we go ahead and bring him on. But in the meantime, we do have the opportunity to talk to another champion, and that is the blue brand heavyweight champion, Tank Westbrook, who's been waiting patiently as we've heard so many other people go back and forth. Tank Westbrook, please do us a favor and settle things back down here 
in the uh, the closing conversation of the FWWC segment. Please, man, please settle this situation down. <laughs> Night out. How you doing? I'm glad to hear from you again. You know, there's a couple things I want to bring up, if you don't mind me speaking on their behalf. Of, is, you know, Nightmare Jones says that the ratings go down when you bring on other people. But to me, from what I've calculated and what I've done research on, the ratings go up when you have everybody else from the FWC on that is not associated with La Familia. So there's that one thing. And the next thing I'd like to say is I wouldn't mind seeing that match between Voorhees versus Nightmare Jones. And if I could uh, throw my thoughts into a stipulation would be if Voorhees wins, that Nightmare Jones cannot come on to the podcast for, hmm, let's say, two weeks minimum. That way it will give you some sanity on the podcast there, Renee. So the next thing I'd like to talk about, like you heard from the <laughs> – the next thing I like, I like to talk it. about is the FWWC. I'm glad I'm glad you like it. Is the uh, but uh, the FWWC Women's Champion Hardcore Sis. See Hardcore Sis, you have your mindset. I understand you might hate the Blue Brain General Manager currently, but you know what? He's our manager. He pays our paychecks. He books things the way he wants to book things. You got to sit back and enjoy the ride. Yes, we are a team. But see, your mind's so focused on this. But see, me and you have a match this upcoming Friday. And is is your mind going to be set on to our match, or is it still going to be set on with our general manager? Hardcore sis, you and I have had rounds before. But you know what? If your mind is not focused on me, it'll just be another victory for me. I'm not trying to brag or anything about it, but I want you to understand, I'm not a superstar you take lightly. So, Hardcore Sis, I want you to get your mind right. I want you to start focusing on me, and I'll see you this Friday. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, strong words from the FWWC Blue Brand Heavyweight Champion, Tank Westbrook. And I'll tell you what, I get really excited when we have the opportunity to interview people like Sid Vicious, Savio Vega, Tom Pritchard, um, Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. But I get just as fired up when I hear the people of the FWWC call in because they are the kind of people that when you go to an independent show or a smaller show, they're the ones that make those shows special. They, they, they have a passion and, and, and they have a fire for that promotion or for the wrestler that they're supporting. And these are the people that buy merch time and time again at professional wrestling shows. And you know what? I've gotten to a point in my life where I've heard enough of pe- pe- people poo-pooing on EFEDs. Because these folks right here are the truest pro wrestling fans. They're the kind of fans that Tom and Greg and Joe and I were talking about earlier. The fans that are subscribed to the WWE Network, and no matter what they do, we're still going to watch because we love it. We love to support professional wrestling, and the people of the FWWC have found a very unique way of getting that done. And I'm very proud of them, and I encourage all of you guys to support them by visiting WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash fantasy wrestling. 
Again, that's com forward slash fantasy wrestling. That said, folks, uh, we have unfortunately not yet heard from Sid Vicious. And as much as I hate to say it, there are people in the in the business, uh, in the professional wrestling business, that develop certain reputations. Uh, some of them are good reputations and some of them are bad. We knew that in booking Sid that there had been some history of no-shows and of not working well with others and things of that nature. But if you guys know me and Joe in particular – we're not guys that are afraid to take a risk. Um, we wouldn't be doing a snippets of truth segment where we do a prayer every couple of weeks on the show. We wouldn't be doing an FWWC segment that focuses particularly on a segment of the wrestling fan base that sometimes gets disrespected, and that is the, the segment that likes to work in defense, right? Because you heard other, you've probably seen or heard of other fans kind of going, oh, you do that defense thing? That's kind of corny, right? Listen, for us, it doesn't really matter. For us, it's about what do you do now? No matter what the history says, no matter what you've done in the past, can you show up and represent now? And unfortunately, tonight, Sid apparently, is not going to be able to join us. Um, That does not mean, by any stretch of the imagination, that we're never going to have him on the show, because I'm not a closed-minded cat, and neither is Joe, and we don't burn bridges with anybody. But what I can tell you is that we were very prepared and worked extremely hard um, to make sure that we were prepared for this opportunity. So when it does, if it does, present itself ever again, we will be ready. And Nightmare Jones, I'll bring you in for this uh, because right around now we would have been about halfway through our interview with Sid and uh, unfortunately yes. he's not called in and we've not been able to make contact in the last two hours. I want to go ahead and let you speak on it and then I want to uh, uh, totally switch gears and close out the show on a positive note. Um, how you feeling, bro? You cool? You're not upset, are you? Because you know what? That's not the way that we move, and that's not the way that we operate. And uh, ultimately, man, we're not going to let anything defeat us or bring us down, even though it's a hard pill to swallow with one of our biggest potential guests of all time not being able to make it on the show today, bro. Any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know, it it, it definitely uh, uh... – it is a, a bummer because I was really looking forward to talking to Sid Vicious because, you know, that's a guy that I've been watching for many, 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 many years. So, you know, I I, I was really excited about getting a chance to, to talk to him. But, you know, like, like you said, we don't burn bridges and, you know, something may have happened and, and you know, hopefully there is another uh, opportunity but we'll have Psycho Sid coming on and, you know, and, and we can ask him all the questions we were going to ask him tonight. You know, so I can't really let 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 things get to me, and and we just continue on with the show. The show must go on. I will say this though, because uh, Jay Hollywood makes a good point. Fool me once, right? 
if we're able to get the commitment again, we're going to schedule it for a full hour. So you're not only going to get part one of the Sid Vicious interview, which you would have gotten today, and, and then maybe in the future would have got part two. We're going to give you parts one and two the same day. If I feel like the commitment is legitimate, because up to this point, it felt legitimate. I mean, and I'll even give you guys a peek behind the curtain. His publicist reached out to us, and he said, hey, you know, I'm looking up, you know, some of the hottest up-and-coming podcasts because Sid is actually having uh, or doing his own now. We want to have Sid do a couple of the shows that are doing really well for themselves to help drum up some interest in his show, which I guess they've been trying to talk him into for about four years now. And when I spoke to him, he said to me that he wanted to come on not only to help spread the word about his podcast, but he wanted to come on and talk about Bruce Pritchard and some of the stuff that Bruce Pritchard has been saying about him on his podcast, something to wrestle with. And he did not sound like he was in a good mood at all. So, of course, as you guys can imagine, I'm super excited. I'm like, oh, wow, we're going to – first, we're going to get to break the stigma about Sid because we we're going we're gonna to ask him, hey, who really discovered you? Was it Macho Man? Was it Jerry Lawler? Because there's a lot of misconception about that, right? Then we were going to ask him, hey, did you really quit wrestling three years in a row to go play softball? And if so, why? Right? And then we were going to ask him about working for Bischoff and working for Vince, which is something that not a lot of people had the opportunity to do and tell the story afterwards. So I'm not giving up on that, and I think that it's very, very likely that we're going to be able to get it set up in the future, but those are the risks that we're willing to take because we love what we do so much. There's a reason that this is episode 271, folks. If we didn't love what we were doing, we'd have stopped a long time ago. So all that said, Jonesy, I want to bring it full circle. And I know we were having some um, audio issues when we kicked off the show, bro. So let's go ahead and play the – and I'll go ahead and, and, and hit it over here on my side. Let's go ahead and play the Eddie Guerrero tribute just one more time because while we were playing it, we were having those annoying-ass audio issues. So, Jonesy, are you good if we play the tribute again and then open up the phone lines uh, one last time tonight with the, the about 10 minutes that we have left to anybody that wants to come in and talk about anything, particularly Eddie Guerrero. If you want to talk about Sid, that's cool. We're not going to let you shit on him, though, because we don't know what happened. So, we're going to go ahead and figure it out. And, by the way, there's a lot of people on the live chat talking about the FWWC. Guys, WrestleTalkPodcast.com, go over to the Fantasy Wrestling segment. There's a Facebook link at the bottom. Click it and get yourself added to the group, and somebody will fill you in on all the details. Trust me, you want to check it out. It's the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion. Josie, are you good? Uh, if I go ahead and hit that Eddie Guerrero tribute one more time. Yeah, absolutely. Go right ahead. All right, let's do that. We're going to close tonight's show out on a positive note. I apologize to anybody that we disappointed. I promise you we did everything on our end that we could. 
and we're praying that our good old boy, uh, Sid Udy, is okay and that he can join us again in the near future. Because no matter what, I'm always going to be a huge fan of Psycho Sid. Let's go ahead and hit the Eddie Guerrero clip. Eddie Guerrero has passed away. Eddie was in the prime of his life, 38 years old, in the prime of his career. So tonight, we celebrate the life of Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero loved this business. He loved it. He had a passion for it like no one else. Eddie loved to perform more than anything else, whether he's booed or whether he was cheered, he loved to perform for all of you. Eddie's goal every night, Eddie's goal every night was to steal the show. So tonight there's no doubt in anyone's mind that Eddie would want the show to go on and so it shall. Tonight as we pay tribute to the memory of Eddie Guerrero. At this time, I would ask you all to stand in silence as we toll the bell ten times, after which there will be a special video presentation. So if you would all please stand. Thank you. myself today to see if I still feel I focus on the pain the only thing that's real beneath the stains of time the feeling disappears you are someone else I am still right here What have I become? My sweetest friend Everyone I know Goes away in the 
are very, very fortunate as we're going to get the opportunity to close out tonight's show by having another caller on, which is something we don't do uh, typically at this time in the show because we're usually right in the middle of an interview. But you know what? You won't be disappointed because it's one of my favorite people in the pro wrestling business. He does a lot of great stuff, uh, particularly in the Midwest. But from what I understand, he's got a very interesting perspective on the late, great Eddie Guerrero, which I hope you guys enjoyed that tribute. Sorry we couldn't play it its entirety in the beginning. We got a little bit more time to play it, so we wanted to play it all for you guys. Um, You know, showing love. Eddie Guerrero is the man, and we're always going to miss him. Uh, Drew, welcome to the show tonight, bro. Thank you for making time for us. Uh, What's on your mind? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I just kind of called in on a whim. I, I... I'm going to be totally honest, I've been pretty busy tonight, and I haven't been listening to the show, but I thought I'd call in and see what was going on, uh, and I heard you guys talking about, you know, Eddie Guerrero, and I think it's been, what, did you guys say it was 14 or 15 years since his passing? Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting perspective for me because, well, Eddie Guerrero passed away when I was 12. Uh, I, I believe in 2005 he passed away, if I'm not mistaken, um, and I, I was born in 93, so... Uh, I didn't really get to appreciate Eddie Guerrero as much as some other people did uh, as I was very young when I watched him. So uh, growing up watching Eddie Guerrero live, like I wasn't always the biggest Eddie Guerrero fan. Uh, I tended to be a bigger fan of the heel, of of the bad guy characters as a kid, uh, which is very, also very unique. But I loved, you know, the the Brock Lesnar's and the JBL's and, you know, the, the, those kinds of people, and those people always seem to be going up against, you know, good guy Eddie Guerrero, and so Eddie Guerrero wasn't really my vibe growing up, even though, yes, admittedly, he was hilarious, and he did make me laugh as a kid, but I grew to appreciate Eddie Guerrero more uh, as I got older, and um, as I got into the wrestling business uh, in 2016 is when I started training, and uh, I never really got very much into Eddie Guerrero until then. Um, but I mean, since then I've gone back and watched some of his, you know, WCW stuff in 19, you know, the late 1990s and, you know, the, the early 2000s stuff that he did. And it's just genius, man. Um, I know a lot of people say it and a lot of people really feel this way, but, uh, I, I think honestly, uh, you know, in my lifetime, which is, you know, a, a long 26 years, uh, I think Eddie Guerrero is, um, one of, if not the most underrated wrestlers of all time, not just not characters. I'm not talking about character I'm talking about just pure wrestling abilities. Eddie Guerrero is often overlooked. People talk about Ric Flair. People talk about Hulk Hogan. People talk about all those guys. Nobody's favorite wrestler is Eddie Guerrero, and I think that's terrible because Eddie Guerrero is an amazing wrestler. Character aside, you know, just wrestling ability, Eddie Guerrero is one of the most unbeatable people in wrestling uh, and then you add in the character stuff and, you know, the stuff that he does with it. They call it the Eddie Guerrero nowadays in the business. Uh, you know, with, with the chairs or whatever, where he'll hit the chair on the ring and then fall over and throw the chair to the other guy. Classic stuff. Um, I go back and show, like, you know, my, my little siblings or, you know, some of my students from youth groups that really love wrestling. And I, I show them Eddie Guerrero because they're not old enough to, to really know who he is. And they just crack up. And it's, uh, you know, it's sad uh, what you know, what took place. Um, uh, and I remember, I remember watching the Eddie Guerrero tribute show 
and just bawling my eyes out as a little 12-year-old. And just, you know, they had uh, Chavo Guerrero front and center and Chris Benoit and, you know, people who I knew were really close to Eddie Guerrero because I was part of the internet wrestling fan base back then even. Um, and it's just really, if you go back and watch it now, it's really just kind of heart-wrenching. And uh, Although Eddie Guerrero was not my favorite growing up, he always has a kind of a special place in my heart mm-hmm. because going back and watching it now, it's just like, wow, he really was one of the greatest to ever do it. So. Wow, that, that's a fantastic perspective, man. And, and I knew we were going to get some gold from you, dude, because I know how passionate you are about the sport. That's why you drive up and down the roads almost every single weekend on top of all your other responsibilities. Uh, and it's something I've always admired about you. Joe, uh, any, any thoughts on uh, what Drew just said? Yeah, you know, uh, uh, I, I've, I've seen a lot of, of, of fans that are, uh, uh, that look up to Eddie Guerrero. One of my good good uh, friends, uh, Billy Bellamonte, his favorite wrestler is Eddie Guerrero. And Eddie Guerrero is the guy that got him interested in professional wrestling. So, you know, Eddie Guerrero is the guy that, that will always be re- remembered and he'll never be forgotten 100% easily. Wow, that, that's fantastic. Well, um, I guess the last thing that I want to go ahead and do is congratulate you, Drew, because you've effectively filled in for a two-time WWF champion, Sid Justice, because this was his time, and you came in and you did a hell of a job. Uh, <laughs> and the other thing I wanted to do and ask is ask you one last question, and this is the question that we put up, up on our uh, Facebook fan page. And the question is this, today, in this moment, November 13, 2019, who are you riding with right now? And you better not give me some on-the-fence, lukewarm BS, Drew. Who are you with? Are you with WWE, AEW, or NWA? Who are you riding with? You can only pick one show to watch, once a week, nothing else is available, who are you going with and why? You know, <laughs> that's, that is one tough question um, because I think every single one of those companies has very, very, very positive elements uh, about them. Uh, I, there's something about all three of them that, that kind of pull me in and make me look forward to watching it, you know, the next episode in the next week. Um, but if I have to be totally honest, and this is probably going to rule out one – uh, one of the options for sure. I'm I'm a Jim Cornette guy, uh, contrary to popular belief. Um, I agree with a lot of what Jim Cornette says on his podcast and on his, uh, you know, shows that he appears on. And so, a lot of what I see in AEW is great. Uh, you know, they have they have the MJFs of the world. They have the the Sean Spears of the world. You know, Cody and Jericho, some of the best to ever do it. But then they have guys like Peter Avalon, the librarian. And they have guys like, you know, no offense, but Sonny Kiss, uh, who just wrestle in a very eccentric way that I don't like. And they have guys like uh, Orange Cassidy, who just grind my stinking gears. And <laughs> Bro, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How are you going to go, Drew, how are you going to make a list? 
like and not mention the number one Don't you say poor it. hygiene, stringy Don't you say hair, Shelly Belly, Joey you say freaking Janelle. Never drew a dime. Not, not a dime. Not, not a dime. Never drew a dime. Not a dime. Uh, not a dime. Uh, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, that has been the Rusty Talk Podcast. <laughs> you know, you didn't even give me a chance to get to Jelly Janella. Uh, or should I say Jelly Nutella? Or, you know, whatever other nickname you can come up for his touchy self. Uh, but, exactly. Guys like guys like Joey Janella and Orange Cassidy and Sunny Kids and, like, who was the guy they had on there one time with no legs? I'm like, seriously, this is not wrestling. Um, and so for me, at least with AEW, the things that grind my gears about them really outweigh the good things, which is sad. Um, so I guess I'm going to kind of rule out AEW at first. Um, so that leaves WWE and NWA. Um, you know, WWE has been my day one. Like, I mean, you could probably ask any wrestling fan. The first wrestling at least my age, the first wrestling that they saw was probably the Attitude Era. Um, and so WWE has been really most people's introduction to professional wrestling, um, at least people my age. Um, and so, you know, you have to be loyal. You have to be consistent with that brand. And, you know, WWE, a lot of people have, I think, the wrong perspective on WWE. And what people don't realize is Vince McMahon is already two or three years ahead of everybody. Like, he's got this all worked out. And so if you if there's storylines you don't like, if there's stuff you don't like, guess what? It's going somewhere. People need to be patient nowadays. And I'm, this is kind of going away from the question, but I feel like this needs to be said. Um, people want answers immediately to everything, not even just in wrestling, but in culture. Everybody wants answers, and they want it now. Um, but nobody wants to wait. Nobody wants to be patient. Nobody wants to let, as far as wrestling goes, Nobody wants to let anything play out or stories play out. Like, everybody's, like, in the Lana and Rusev thing. I'm like, no, keep it going. I want to see where this goes. I want to see where it ends up. Give it time to build to something. What? Everybody, what did you just say? Everybody hated oh Everybody God. hated What the hell? <laughs> Bro, stop. Stop right there. What is Kiss and you like the guy with no legs, but you hate the Lana and Rusev thing, 
let me say this. If Lana and Rusev were doing that in AEW, everybody would be losing their freaking minds over how good it was. Because it's AEW. Because WWE is doing it, that's why everybody hates it, and everybody only wants to see the bad in WWE. That's unfortunately the culture we live in. Um, you know, WWE, they have guys like Andrade and Ali and Buddy Murphy and, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura and dudes that are, like, the best wrestlers in the world. But then you look at NWA Power and the way that they structure their show and the way their show looks and feels, you know, it, it feels like something special, at least to me, when you watch NWA. And, you know, they have the silly stuff. They have, you know, Aaron Stevens and Ricky Starks who are, you know, a little bit out there, a little bit, you know, maybe maybe those are there for the, the you know, the younger fans, the WWE type of fan. That's who their characters will relate to. But, I mean, you cannot go wrong, at least to me, and I love the old school stuff, so you cannot go wrong with NWA power. I think if I had to pick one of those, I would stick with NWA. I mean, it's only an hour. So it's easy to work through, it's easy to watch, it's easy to sit through an hour of wrestling as opposed to, you know, 10 hours of WWE every week. Um, it, you know, you can, you can filter through it pretty quickly. Um, there's good wrestling. Everything is fast-paced. Everything moves. And it's, it's good stuff. I mean, you got guys like Eli Drake and, you know, Eddie Kingston, who are just killing it right now. And, you know, they're being overshadowed by all this WWE, AEW stuff while, a, while NWA is killing it. So, I mean, if I had to pick one, uh, I would Yes, NWA Power is the best around. Go ahead. I basically wow. just said NWA Power is the best. You absolutely saved yourself, Drew, because you made the right choice. I think we got some, like, like victory music right here for Drew. Enter, Timmy. Go ahead and hit that music you were trying to hit a second ago right now. Good job, Drew. <laughs> Dude, you totally saved yourself after that Luna, Luna and Rusev, or, or Rusev and Lana, was that L- Lucef and Rana. You saved yourself <laughs> after that. All right. <laughs> Great job. Josie, before we close out tonight's show, bro, same question to you. You're stuck on an island. You got one TV, one channel, one TV show a week. Which are you going with, bro? Are you going with NWA Power? Are you going with AEW? Or are you going with WWE, man? Um, you know, and, and this might be surprising to you because most people would think that, that I would, would pick the WWE, but but I'm not, and for the one reason that I can watch wrestlers like Orange Cassidy, you may hate Orange Cassidy, uh, Drew, but let me tell you something, the dude is exciting to watch, everybody loves Orange Cassidy, you got Orange Cassidy, you got Joey Janela, you got, you know... It's Joey Natal. I gotta go. I gotta go, I, I gotta go with AEW, and you know, Drew. What? I gotta. I, I kind of gotta say that 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 your stuff doesn't really count because you're also a. Uh, what is his name? Haven't seen him for like how how long? 
the, the modern day Maharaja, uh, what was his name? It's been so long since I've seen him on TV, I forgot his name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, 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 listen up. Uh, who, how, who's your favorite WWE wrestler right now? And there's going to be a point to this. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, just a minute. Me, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, there's a point to this. But I got to keep my turn. Somebody's going to ask me the question. I don't have a favorite WWE wrestler. Hold on. There's a point to this, Maddow. Hold on. Joe. Who is your favorite WWE wrestler right now? I'm going to bring this back around. Who is I it? don't have a favorite WWE wrestler. Okay. Who's one that you really, really like? Think one I really, really like. Shawn Michaels. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. How many times in 2017 was Shawn Michaels the WWE champion? Shawn Michaels wasn't wrestling in 2017. Guess who was, Josie? Guess who was? <laughs> How many championships has Jinder Mahal won and how many championships has Shawn Michaels won? <laughs> Joey Natella. Joey Wayman. <laughs> Alright, so Josie, let's go ahead and close out this segment out properly, bro. Let's go ahead and queue up tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. I was supposed to go up against Sid Vicious, 6'9, 285 pound, absolute phenom, skyscraper of a man. And now I get to go up against a 130 pound soaking wet official. Drew, a.k.a. Rep Pinky. So, go ahead and cue up that music intern, Timmy, as we get into tonight's edition of the WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Bring it on, boy. Let's go! Installment of the world famous Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is coming for the best two out of three falls. Our contestants are the Night Owl with Nate Martinez and Drew Chandler. Can, I will ask you three questions in a few moments about a particular professional wrestling topic. Whenever you think you know the answer to the question, just shout out your answer. The first person to win two falls will win tonight's game show challenge. Tonight's category is titled Rookie of the Year. I will give you background information on three wrestlers who have won the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Rookie of the Year Award. When you think you know what I'm talking about, just shout out your answer, and the first person to get two falls will win tonight's contest. So, for example, if I were to say... This professional wrestler and Missouri native won the PWI Rookie of the Award in 2001 at SummerSlam 2004. He became the youngest WWF champion in history. Randy Orton. As a, Randy Orton. Randy Orton, Randy Orton is correct. You would have gotten the point. So you guys know how the, the game goes. Gentlemen, are you ready? Yeah. Yes. Let's go. Okay. Question number one. 
This wrestler won the PWI Rookie of the Year Award in 1975, and he went on to become one of the most recognizable personalities in the history of professional wrestling. Hulk Hogan. Harley Race. Who said Ric Flair? I did. Drew. Drew Drew Chandler gets the point. It was Ric Flair. (laughs) Oh, oh, fucking bullshit! The nightmare has none yet. Okay. Number two. Fucking This wrestler won. No, question done, number two. This wrestler won the, the Rookie of the Year Award in 1990. And in 1996, he made one of the most memorable interviews in professional wrestling history after Don't winning the King of the Ring. After winning the King's Ring by defeating Steve Austin, Steve Austin is correct. The Night Out has got one point. Drew has gotten one point. It all comes down to this one. This wrestler won the Rookie of the Year Award in 1996 after winning the WCW Heavyweight Championship in his very first match against Hulk Hogan. Goldberg. No, that was me. That was Drew. No, it I wasn't. It first. wasn't Goldberg. It's not Goldberg. Seven dollars paid. Nope. Nope. He moved to the WWF in in February of 1999, and as of today, is still a member of the WWE roster. He's still a member of the WWE roster. He's the biggest person that they have in the WWE. Big show. Big show. Big show. The Big Show is correct. Drew Chandler has won tonight's WrestleTalk podcast. I got the power of the Maharaja on my side, boys.
jump in with any of your thoughts, and then I have a final statement that I want to make uh, to everybody in the Rest of Talks podcast family as we close out episode 272 of the Rest of Talk podcast, baby. What do you got, Joe? Oh man, it has been a, a a awesome, awesome, awesome night, Greg Demarco was 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 absolutely awesome. Uh, you know, it, it it was was a great night. You know, things 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 happen, and the show goes on. And you know, we'll 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 be back next week bringing you another great episode of the Best Talk Podcast. That's right. We're coming back with Larry Pappas. Former right-hand man of Vince McMahon during the uh, 70s and 80s, so that'll be fun. And then we'll be talking to Chewy Martinez, man, who's also uh, a great contributor to the world of pro wrestling. Uh, here are my final thoughts today, guys. Aside of, outside of just apologizing to everybody for not being able to bring a sit on, uh, I know a little bit earlier we were talking about what is the best, right? Is it AEW? Is it WWE? Or is it NWA? Personally, I think it doesn't really matter what your favorite is as long as you're contributing something positively. Um, I find it particularly hard uh, to go on Twitter um, here and there, or, or I go on Twitter here and there, and I find it particularly hard because there is so much negativity abound. So I want to encourage everybody to do what Greg said and just enjoy what you enjoy and stop wasting energy on stuff that you don't. That's number one. Number two if I had to pick one, and nobody wanted to take the time to ask me, thanks a lot, Nightmare Jones, but if I had to pick one, I'm going to go ahead and be the complete, let's just say, ugly duckling of this conversation because forever and until the day that I die, I will be a WWF guy. It almost doesn't even matter what they they do. If there's a show that I need to watch every single week, it's Raw and SmackDown, and particularly Monday Night Raw. I don't know if you guys are watching any of this stuff or just reading it on the Internet. I thought they had a pretty damn good show, and this build-up to Survivor Series has been a lot of fun in my opinion. And the fact that you get to see Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre and Shinsuke Nakamura, and I know I'm forgetting somebody else, get to all team up the way that we used to see way back in the day, like when all the most awesome wrestlers would team up, the good guys would all team up against all the bad guys. Like, they're doing that. And that's not lost That's not lost on me. I've not forgotten that five years ago, AJ Styles wasn't even in the, in the WWE. Uh, I have not forgotten that five years ago, John Cena was the featured attraction for the promotion. And the fact is that they've moved away from that, and it's a very, very healthy thing, despite what you're going to read on Twitter. So my choice, Jonesy, for my number one promotion as of today is and probably always will be the WWE. And guess what, guys? It doesn't matter what yours is. All you got to do is continue to support, keep it positive, and if you have the opportunity, tune in to the WrestleTalk podcast every single Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central Time, right here at WrestleTalk Podcast. Dot com. We're coming back next week with episode 273. Enter Timmy. Cue up the music so we can close out tonight's show. And I promise you, I'm going to work my ass off, and we will bring you Sid Vicious very, very soon. Good night, everybody. Night Owl, Nightmare Jones, signing out.
WrestleMania 3, so, you know, I kind of can't just leave the WWE, so I kind of got to <laughs> go with the WWE. I was just saying that just to get get get, get through, because I must say that he hates uh, Orange Cassidy and uh, Joey Janela, uh, <laughs> and I do like Joey Janela, but I'm not going to leave the WWE because of Joey Janela. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's been the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Peace!